Gospel Message This week's Gospel Message is titled It's in your hands It is in your hands One of the Bible passages that gets me focused or redirected a lot when I find myself losing track of what a Christian walk is really supposed to look like is in Second Peter chapter 1. And the reason I say it redirects me is because a lot of time in the church we get caught up. We get caught up in the ceremony aspect of things. We get caught up in the miraculous aspect of things. And what I mean by that is God doing his part and we not doing our part. Many of us pray prayers and request things of God and God will only do what is in the realm of God to do. There are certain aspects of this Christian walk that are entirely up to us. For example, God can give us the commandments, but he will not force us to obey his commandments. God will give us instruction. That's the God side. But he will not force us to obey that instruction. That part is in our hands. The choice to obey, the decision to reflect, the decision to be repentant is in our hands. Now, some people will argue and say, well, if we are the elect and it has been written before the beginning of time who the elect will be, then really it's not in our hands. But I I beg to differ because election and calling as far as inception are one of those divine things of God. However, the Bible, the undisputed word of God, gives us many instructions with regards to election and calling. And it gives us many instructions as far as what we are supposed to do. Another example is when Jesus calls. Jesus calls us. We can either heed the call or we can refuse the call. When he goes out to find that one lost sheep, the Jesus side is that he's going to come and look. The man side of it is that we have to be willing to go with him when he comes to get us. And what confirms that for me in this first Peter chapter 11, I'm going to read the one verse and then I'll go back and read the entire passage in its context. And in Second Peter chapter 1, in verse 10, it says, Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call an election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. Again, brethren, which is us, be even more diligent, which is an action word. We are being required or asked to be more diligent, make some sort of effort. There is something that has to be done on our part to make our call an election sure. 
It doesn't say, oh, just chill and relax. Your call and election is short. You don't have to do anything. Or you can just do whatever you want. You can just do whatever you please because your call and election is short. That's what the other argument is. But the Bible is telling us very clearly, be more diligent to make your call and election sure. So I'll go back to the beginning of the passage, which shows the diligence that we are supposed to exhibit. And in, I'll start from verse 1 of that Second Peter chapter 1. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's another interesting verse. It says grace and peace be multiplied unto you. But there's a caveat there. It says through the knowledge. Through the knowledge. Through the knowledge. Remember what John 17 says. Uh, chapter 17 verse 3 says says and this is life everlasting that they might know you the one true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent so here it's saying that grace and peace will be multiplied to us through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the knowledge of God the more we desire to have this intimate relationship, the more we set our hearts to obedience, the more we set our hearts to hear the word, to do the word, to walk after the spirit, it is in that that automatically grace and peace will be multiplied unto us. Verse 3, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Now there's the calling. There's the election. The one who has called us to glory and virtue. But that verse 3 is also telling us that his divine power has given us something. Those who have been called, those who have been elected, have been given this this special packet, which is the divine power of God. And in that divine power, we find everything that we need in order to live a life of godliness and righteousness. It is in the divine power that is given through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. So again, it's a partnership. God does his part. And we are to do our part. If God has given us this divine power, he wills us to use it. He wills us to receive it and then use it. If God gives us something and sets it on a table, that thing has absolutely no effect unless we go to that table and pick it up. If he sets a cup of water down there and says, if you drink this water, you will be blessed. You will be healed. That water cannot do its thing until we drink it. That water sitting on that table will not have the effect that it is purposed to have because in order for it to have its effect, we must pick up the cup 
and we must drink it. So if his divine power has been given to us, then it is up to us to now walk in that divine power. Verse 4, whereby are given unto us great and precious promises that by these great and precious promises ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust now here is the doing part and beside this giving all diligence add to your faith the key word there is add add there are things that we must add there are things that we are required to do remember in james it says faith without works is dead it's one thing to say we believe it's another thing we to act in the belief of god we can say it but if our actions don't show our faith then our faith is dead it is useless it is pointless and it is a lie because if we believe in Christ, there is a way that those who believe in Christ are required to act, are required to conduct themselves. We are not, we don't work to attain righteousness. But after having received righteousness, there is a work that is expected of us. So he says here, add to your faith virtue and to your virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity verse 8 for if these things be in you and abound meaning if you have these things and you continue to increase in these things remember we are adding so every day, it might, if we're adding 1% to 1% to 1%, we are increasing. We are getting better. We are getting more. We're walking more in the assurance of the grace of Christ because we are increasing in the fruit of the Spirit. We are increasing in the walk of righteousness. Again, remember... We cannot save ourselves. Only Christ can save us. But when we are saved by Christ, we have to walk as those who are saved and not as those who are perishing. And again, verse 9 says, But if he, I'm sorry, verse 8, it says, For if these things be in you and abound or increase, they make you that ye shall neither be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of of our Lord Jesus Christ. So as we increase in these things, these add, add to your faith, goodness, add to your goodness, knowledge, add to your knowledge, self-control, add to your self-control, temperance, temperance or patience, add to your patience, godliness, add to your godliness, brotherly kindness, and add to your brotherly kindness, charity, or love because if we increase in these things then we will never be barren because in these things we now increase in the knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ but if we lack these things as verse 9 says then we are blind 
and cannot see afar off, and we have forgotten that we were purged from our old sins. As I said, if we are in Christ, then we must walk as those who are in Christ. We have been purged. We have been cleansed. We have been made anew. When we forget this, then we walk in the way that we walked prior to coming into this grace, coming into this blessing of new life, of new of regeneration. But if we increase in these things that our Lord is asking us to increase in, then we remember and then we are not barren. We are not unfruitful. We increase in the divine power, the divine nature that our God has given to us. Verse 10, wherefore the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. If we practice these things, if we practice continuously adding to our faith, remember it starts with faith. Faith is, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus Christ, and I accept him as Lord and Savior and believe that he will save me from the condemnation of sin, which is death. I believe. Now to that belief, to that faith, now starts the walk. And as we walk after the Spirit, we have to make every effort to add to that faith goodness, doing good, seeking good, choosing good when every option of bad is available to us. Add to that goodness knowledge, increasing in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, increasing in the knowledge of God. Add to that knowledge self-control, which is so important because temptation is everywhere. Temptation to cause us to speak wrongly, to act wrongly, to think wrongly, to exhibit wrong things. We have to have, allow the Holy Spirit to insert in us that self-control and we now have to exhibit it. The Holy Spirit gives us the control. We add the self in that we limit ourselves. We starve ourselves. We deprive ourselves of whatever, of whatever satisfaction that a wrong action could give us, an action that is contrary to the will of God. Add to that self-control, patience, endurance, and temperance. Add to that godliness, seeking to be like Christ, seeking to walk as he walked, seeking to be guided by the same Spirit of God that guided him. And to that brotherly kindness, brotherly affection, love your neighbor as yourself. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. As Christ has loved us, we must now love one another. And of course, charity or love, which 1 Corinthians 13 tells us the whole definition of what that means. So uh, this verse 10 is telling us that if we do these things, we shall never fail. We shall never be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And here's the, here's the biggest prize of all that. In verse 11, for so an entrance 
shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the New Living Translation, that verse reads, Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If we do these things, not only will we not be barren, not only will we not be unfruitful, but God will give us a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Is that not what the whole point of Christianity is? Is that not why we're here? Is that not why we receive the call? Is that not why we answer? Is that not why we, we receive the grace that has been afforded to us? This is why. That's the goal. That is the end product. That is where all the suffering and the sacrifice pays off. That eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Is that not where we desire to be? It is. And God says he will give us a grand entrance into this kingdom if we do these things. And what are the things he's, being, he's asking us to do? He's asking us to make every effort to make our calling and election sure. And how are we to make our calling and election sure? He has already told us to add to our faith goodness, to add to our goodness knowledge, to add to our knowledge self-control, to add to our self-control temperance and endurance, to add to our temperance and endurance godliness, to add to our godliness brotherly kindness, and to add to our brotherly kindness love and charity. And if we do things, if we do these things, in increasing measure, we will never be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We will never stumble and we will never fail. And most importantly, God himself will give us an entrance into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.